Hello, and welcome to another edition of the What You Think Podcast. My name is William Royal, and I'm joined, as always, by my beautiful friend, my wonderful co-host, Max Ferris. Good morning. Good. Uh, to some, it's a good morning. That's true. Actually, no. The good, good evening. I was making a joke about Holly. Oh, yes. <laughs> she did just wake up. Uh, but it is afternoon to most. And it's a good day. It's a have good you day. had a good day? I have. I slept in a little too late. I was yeah. late to church. I was, I was rushing a little bit, too. Were you? Lost my wallet for a little bit this morning. That was kind of frustrating. It has been found, though. Wait, was it actually lost, or was it just on the counter? It was, in, it was on the counter underneath your stuff. Yeah. So oh, you hit it. I see. I you hit it. That's not fair. <laughs> okay. I mean, I was a little bit stressed about it this morning, but I just drove without a wallet. Whoa. So, since April up until last week, I've been driving with an out-of-date registration, um, so partially illegally, um, how I'd probably just, it's just a, a finable mis class C misdemeanor. Yeah. I made those up. Do you know class C that's up your alley? I mean, it wouldn't be, I mean, it's not a jailable offense. No. Well, you would get a ticket and then if you didn't pay the ticket, then it would be. Oh, okay. So a ticket is not a misdemeanor. You don't know. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> you just take the calls though, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, but and we look up like if someone has warrants. Oh, yeah. you guys ever had a warrant? I haven't. You've never had? Oh, had a warrant personally? Yeah, yeah, um, almost. They told me I had one in Oklahoma, but I just called them and, and sent them. It was a small little town, and uh, it was just a money grab. Oh, uh, really? Just, you were there for that. Remember, we were going. It was like one of those small towns where you got to slow down to thirty-five. Mm-hmm. Where they're just asking Speed to trap. pull you over. Yeah. And yeah. so you can see the 45 mile, mile an hour speed limit sign up ahead. And I sped up too early and he clocked me. Really? Going. Yeah. Interesting. I was like, oh, well, the sign right there said 45. He's like, well, it's not 45 until that sign. Typically, That's when you can speed up. And I was like, come on, man. He's like, no, I, I feel it. like they try and get you slowing down. I've no, never he heard getting, of anyone like out of the town. He got me speeding up. I was going, I was going like what? 40? Five miles an hour over. And he ticketed you? He sure did. You're kidding me. It's, it's just how do they get revenue in that small little That town. may be the lowest like, margin for a ticket, a speeding ticket I've ever heard of. It was very frustrating. And then I couldn't, it was in Oklahoma. I'm not going to drive to go like, contest it. Contested. No way. Um, and they wouldn't take payment by like credit card or anything like that. I had to get a cashier's check and mail it. That's really frustrating. So I had a, I had, I think I had a warrant technically for like two days. It was two days late, overpaid, and they were like, "We will send a warrant, or whatever." I'm like, you're not going to extradite me nah. to Oklahoma for an unpaid ticket, but no I way. paid it. When have I you was, had a warrant? I have, I have. When I was in uh, college, freshman or sophomore year, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I had gotten a ticket, a speeding ticket, on a road trip. Similar situation, just, you know, I think Lindsay and I were coming back from like, oh, it was, we had attempted to go to Enchanted Rock, so we drove down there. Is that in Austin? I don't know It's around, is. it's like in Llano, technically, I oh, think, okay. which is kind of, it's hill country right. area down there, and uh, on the way home, same situation, you know, it's like 75, and then it's like 55, 35, right? And right. Like, oh, shoot. So, <clears throat> I I got a ticket, and I think there was a I had another ticket somewhere I think, and or no I 
I was going to do something. I don't remember if it was like defensive driving or whatever else that you're supposed to do for that. And I, I had forgotten about it. And so I guess it just, I don't, I don't know what the language is, but it, it was just past due. Right. right. Yeah. You didn't appear. <clears throat> right. And so failure to appear. Yeah. That's the, that's the verbiage. So then like, I think it was probably like three months later. No, it was probably longer than that. Six months later. I was on my, I had been fishing on like a Friday night with some people and I was coming home down, uh, like if you're on Parker road and you take a right on Murphy Mm -hmm. where like South Fork is, I was driving down there. I specifically remember I had the windows down. I was bumping some pink Floyd and I I think I was doing like 12 over Uh and nobody else was on the road. He popped you. So I thought. And I just saw headlights and then party lights. And I was like, crap. So he pulls me over and he asked me if there was anything he needed to know. You know how sometimes like, you know, you got anything in the car? Is there right. anything else you need to tell me? I was like, hmm, I'm just now remembering that I think I got a ticket like six months ago. And I don't think I did anything with that. Uh-huh. So he goes back. He comes, you know, he comes back and he's like, listen, you do have a warrant out but it was really late and it was like the parker police they don't want to deal with that no they have like their little facility is tiny it's a trailer i think it's tiny and so he told me like i i technically could uh like detain you or something but he was like you just go home deal with that other ticket Mm -hmm. and then once you've done that you need to deal with this one too. So, so he gave you another ticket. Yeah, I got another ticket. That's a but I didn't get arrested. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> so, true. Um, Good on him. Thanks, Officer Smith. I did. After that, I think I went like four or five years ticket free. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, man. And then I got one. It's As bad. is the nature of driving. Yeah. It was on the way to Colorado. You know, just trying to get there trying to get time. there. Yeah. But why are we talking about this? What happened? Oh, so I drove without proper oh, registration yes. for an extended period of time, yeah. and I was like, "What's one time drive without a license?" That's a bad way to go. That is a bad way. I'm not gonna, I don't. I don't. You don't, don't advocate the actions that you've made. No, one of these do as I say, not as I just did kind of Correct. things. Yes. Yeah, yeah. All right. Very cool. What did you want to bring up earlier? There were two things. Right. Yeah, we almost got in a fight earlier. <laughs> Holly just loves to create content while we're not recording. Mm-hmm. What was that one thing you said? The the four. Well, say it. Yeah. What's your opinion? You said you had a. You ask us what we thought about it, or you have a hot take yourself. I think I have a hot take. So you, I'm what, assuming, what, don't you ask, like fourteen. Will you ask the question? It's not that I don't like fourteen eighteen. I don't like their coffee. Okay. Because great ambiance. Oh, okay. Here we go. Fourteen eighteen. For those of you that don't know, we live in downtown Plano. They're a coffee shop in downtown Plano. When people talk about downtown Plano, they it is one of the things I hear. Constantly, it, it's well. It's a well-known coffee shop. Very well known. Um, here's what I always tell people: I love fourteen eighteen, but I kind of hate their like seating and setup. It's one of my least favorite place like places to go meet people or work on stuff oh, because ninety percent of the time I walk in there. And it is full. And it's packed out. You can't find a seat. 
and their seating is kind of weird. No, okay, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a wrench in the system. It's packed because it's the best. Okay, you're talking about coffee. No, it's packed because the 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 vibes and the seating are the best. I don't want to go to a coffee shop and sit at a table like I would at a regular restaurant. It's nice that there are chairs in there, there are couches in there. I think it generates better conversation because you feel more at home. You okay. feel less out and about. So I agree with that, but here's what I've noticed. I've had this happen to me probably four or five times. They have it kind of sectioned off, right? Mm-hmm. So you walk in and to the left, there's like two very comfortable chairs and a table in the middle. Right. Then there's another section where there's like a couch and two chairs. Right. Multiple times I've been meeting somebody there. People and someone else area. jumps into the section that we're in, which is a, it's just, a, I don't like it. It's awkward. Even if someone's just there on their computer working, you know, it's like, I'm trying to have conversations with people. I don't want, it would be like, for example, let's say you and I were meeting. So we're sitting on this couch. We're having a coffee, right? Uh-huh. And Holly goes and sits right there. It's different at home. I feel like in that place. It feels communal. I don't really have a problem with it. I do understand your frustration, but I, I, I think 1418 is for that. They're, they're and I kind of appreciate that people feel comfortable enough to come like sit down next to me. I'll, most of the time, I really have people just plop down. Usually they ask if they can sit there. And if I'm like uncomfortable with you sitting next to me in like a conversation, I'll say, hey, man, we're having like a, a more serious. I have had a few that asked. Mm-hmm. I have had a handful, more more for sure, that didn't. And it was just like, but again, it goes back to, I think there's this like mentality of scarcity when you walk into a place and you're like, there are two open seats here. Right. So I'm like, I'm going to go snag that. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I, that has just been my experience for the most part. Now, here's what I'm going to say real quick. Okay. I think they have the best coffee in this area. Oh. I there are coffee shops in like Saxe and Wiley, Murphy, Plano, and my favorite coffee without a doubt is 1418. So you're saying good vibes, bad brews. You're saying good brews, bad vibes. Interesting. Absolutely. What do you get there? Uh same thing I get everywhere. I get a caramel macchiato. He gets a sugar drink. Yeah. Caramel latte. What? But they do something in their, I don't, it's in their espresso, I guess. Or maybe it's, I don't, I don't know. It's, it is phenomenal. It's almost cinnamony or like, it's like, I feel like the texture is like a little bit creamier than a normal, like, like than this Starbucks uh-huh. drink. What's your take? What are you, what are you hoping for that you don't get out of a 1418 brew? It's always too milky. What are you getting? You ask ask for less milk. It feels like a personal <laughs> well, problem. The, I think the last time I was there, I got a, a latte or something. Do they ask you what kind of what, milk yeah, to put in? Yeah, what kind of milk? Yeah, I think I even got like almond milk, and it was still like... Too much milk? Yeah. We'll just ask for less milk. The 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 one the one complaint I'll have is one time I went there, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of cold brew. Mm-hmm. I love a good cold brew. And I'll I'll do it black sometimes, mm-hmm. just straight cold brew. And theirs, I think, is a very authentic cold brew. I found out later the cold brew is supposed to have more of a citrusy floral flavor to it. Something about when you brew the coffee, 
over a longer period of time cold that kind of comes out. Really? Um, and so the first time I had that, it's pretty bitter. And it was uh, not desirable. Mm-hmm. But I've since come to enjoy it. That's cool. I also, um, there's this new thing I've been doing where I'll get a cold brew, put a little bit of half and half, and then two pumps of vanilla to mm. kind of sweeten it up. And that's delightful. And so I, therefore, like the vibes and the brews of 1418. So I, I should say one thing. I do like the vibes. It's just... The seating. It's no, just I'm, that most of the time I feel like the seating is, is just not very... It's not available. You know what's great? What? when 1418 is slow. Oh, it's the best. I went up there the other day. I think it was a Friday at around like 10. Mm-hmm. Nobody was there yet. I just got to chill. Paul so, was up there. Talked to Paul for a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I, I did the same thing. I saw Sean as well. Sean Brown. You met him yet? I don't know if I have. That's a that's a funny little story. I'll, I'll toss this in real quick. Do it. Um, I was ordering coffee there at one time, and he, he go to my camera if you don't mind. Are you on my camera? Yes. Um, as I'm as I'm ordering my coffee, he just is is making coffee, but he's staring at me like this. <laughs> and so I'm like I like caught his eye and like looked away because it's weird. And then I, I like looked and he's still looking at me. I was like, hey, man, do I, do I know you? He's like, no, but I want to know you. He's like, you want to be friends? And then, really? Yeah. I've never hung out with him, but every time I walk in there, he recognizes me and I recognize him, which so, is pretty cool. So just from like working there and literally just that one interaction. Cool. I think that was like five years ago. Oh, wow. He's grown out his hair twice since then. He grew it out about to like almost belly button length and then chopped it up to shoulder and he's now about down to like nips. Really? Yeah. I'll have to get to know him. He's Very the guy with long. He's the guy with long hair. In well, there. I'll just walk in like tomorrow and be like, "You're Sean. You're Brown. Sean. Yeah, that'll be cool. That'll be fun for him." Because I've started. I used to do like <clears throat> my Monday morning. I would just work at home, but I've started going up there. And on Monday mornings, it is pretty, pretty uh, quiet, nice. and it's pretty nice. Last nice. Monday morning it was raining too. I mean, it Ooh. was. It was a whole. I bet that deal. was delightful. It was really nice. Was there one other thing that you brought up that we wanted to fight you about? We for- did not fight. Uh, we were talking about passwords and password oh, protection. Yes, uh, something popped up on my on my iPad, right? That your passwords have been. Yes, it does. It doesn't matter. It you matter. so so you got a notification. Your passwords have been compromised. I think all my passwords have been compromised. I've gotten that notification for like the past four or five so years. So then you were saying that's happened to you though. And then what happened? Yeah. yeah what happened? My, I got the same notification and I did the same thing where I was like, oh, I don't care. Like whatever. I'm sure tons of people have their passwords exposed. And then my Chipotle account got used and they spent $70 which and then someone spent ninety dollars at Sephora, which ninety ninety on one. So they bought one thing. <laughs> Did they log? How, they they log into your Sephora? They log in. They change the email and the password, and then if you have like your credit card stored in there, then they use it. So I should just which, stop storing my credit cards well, yeah, on websites. That's okay. What I did. And you can reverse it. It's easy, but like, just, who who was the card through? Discover. If so, they probably. Oh, okay. Do you have a Discover? I do. Okay. You have a Discover, right? I sure do. Okay. Did I get you your Discover? Mm-hmm. You got me you? mine as well. Okay, that's 100 bucks right there. There you go. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you, because Discover... If you, if you need a Discover card, please let me know. I'll get you 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah, and also you. Well, don't tell them that. Well, but that's the motive. Um, but it, my question was, 
on this whole topic. When when I get a notification like that, I kind of get scared because my passwords they're all the same. <laughs> are all every, the same. every single password is I, the same. I have What's your password? Right, yeah. <laughs> I have like two. But really? one I use like let's go 80 85% of the time and then the other one is 15 20. So do you write down your passwords or do you save them? Um, I save them. It's in my keychain on my iPhone, Mine, which is dangerous. I yeah. <clears throat> I used to have one or two passwords, uh, but now I've got like probably five or six in rotation. Okay. But every three months at work, I have to change my password. Oh, well. It's exhausting. Go. Yeah, that's super exhausting. When and it I has was to working... have like a capital, a lowercase, a special character, oh, yeah. three it's numbers. Yeah. It's, it's like a 15-digit password every time. Well, you work for... Yeah, don't talk about it. yeah, so <laughs> makes sense. Shall we uh, continue on? Let's let's adjourn. Shall to we the, soldier on to the uh, thinker think shout, shout out? Yeah, thinker shout out. Let's do it. Okay. Would you like to do it, or would you like me to do it? I'm gonna let you do it. Okay. This week's thinker shout out goes to the one and only Matthew Carruthers. Matthew Jadavius Carruthers. That's correct. Actually, um, if you are a true thinker, you would recognize that name because he was a guest on our space episode. Which people have been talking about a little bit more. It's also, mm. it's getting more listens. I think it's our second highest really? episode. That's, that's which I crazy. think is because of uh, just the word space. I think so I too. guarantee people, you know, throw, get on YouTube or Spotify and they put space and they're just wanting to watch a video about space and then our dumb idiot faces come up and they're like, oh, okay. Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> yeah. And then they probably get about 10 minutes or 15 minutes in. <laughs> I can't even be that far. And they're like, what these jabronis do not know anything <laughs> about space. Um, but that is my uh, guess. But anyway, <clears throat> Matt was on that episode. Well, two things. Number one, about a week ago, Matt walked up to me and was like, hey, I listened to your episode on Madden. So I'm a thinker now. So give me a shout out. <laughs> and I was like, okay, sounds good. But the, really the real reason the he's getting this shout out season. is because yesterday our very own Matt got married. He did. And now, be- now betrothed. Now betrothed. Now he's Matt uh, Pruitt. No, that's not how that works. <laughs> um, but no, it was, I mean, it was really sweet. It was a very sweet wedding. So, I mean, I, we were going to talk about this at the beginning. I was going to ask you, but then I felt like it would be too much. But so we, I mean, we've essentially been together all weekend long so because we had the rehearsal friday night a lot of fun rehearsal dinner that whole thing wedding yesterday went to dinner afterwards i mean it was it was just a really good special i really have have seen you a whole lot a ton yeah i mean pretty much non-stop since like five o'clock on friday that's true actually (laughs) so uh but no yeah i mean it was it was fun sometimes weddings can be a lot and sometimes weddings can just you can get lost in the yeah. the hustle and all of the setup and the teardown and being here and doing this. And I just felt like it was not really that way. It was chill, but it wasn't too chill to where it was not special. Right. It was oh. still special. It was sweet. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was very much. It, it, them. it was them. Yeah. Which was really cool. My only complaint um, was I was standing on a six inch step for the entire time. Yeah. I had the, the, uh, the blessing of being on my own step yeah. and, and, uh, Everyone else kind of down had just a little stare. Just, I mean, just the tiniest. And so after the ceremony, everybody was like, my goodness, I couldn't stand like that for so long. And I just had no idea because I was living it up. You were fine. Yeah. So, but no, it was great. So that's, yeah. Shout out They're going to gonna head out on their honeymoon. Probably going to listen to this episode when it drops. There you go. And, they uh, probably won't. And they won't. Fine. 
but no, we're we love them, and uh, we wish them well in the their. One thing I'm going to do for you in the future is I'm going to not only are we going to have the the what you think thing pop up, but I'll create other ones for Faker Shouta and for mm. for guests that year. We'll we'll get that in the That's works. Cool. Yeah. Speaking of guests, speaking that of guests that year, it's time. It's time! Fighting! That, that's my Bruce Buffer. Okay. I was, wondering, <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that. Yeah, he like really he shouts it well. No. I don't have the voice for it. Well, I don't really watch UFC. Well, also his brother, Michael Buffer, does... Uh, Jimmy Buffer. No, that's Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> Michael Buffer, he does uh, WWE. Oh. They're brothers, did you know that? No. They didn't know that until they were like 30. I don't believe that. That's a fake story. That, is that a fake story? I heard him on a podcast talking about how there was another guy with his last name doing announcing with a very similar voice. And he talked to his dad was like, who is that guy? And his dad was like, well, actually, that's your I brother. don't believe that. That can't be You think real. it's a fake story? That has to be a fake story. I mean, I, I what are the watered odds it down quite a bit. That two guys, same dad, you know, different moms, grow up, and they both end up doing like an announcing for the, mean, the WWE ob- the and the UFC. The pretty high because that's what's happening. At least that's how they describe it. Homework for you this week. <laughs> Figure out if that's true? Yes. Okay. <laughs> because that is ridiculous. But it is time for Guess That Year. and It's my turn, right? It is. Okay. <clears throat> so I have a year for you. Okay. Are we, are we sticking to the... Um, not in the same way, but, but yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, so in this year, Fidel Castro was victorious in the Cuban Revolution and Ooh. came to power. Okay. Um, Alaska and Hawaii became U.S. states officially in this year. Okay. That actually is more helpful than Okay, I think. good, good, good. Let's see. What else? Um, well, I said that, but now I'm not too sure. The Boeing 707 jet airliner came into service. Okay. 707, is that smaller than a 47? I keep looking I, at you like you're... Like you, you like planes, <laughs> You want to I, be a pilot? I, I do believe that the 747 is, is the, the largest. Okay. I wonder if they're um, exponential or sequential. In, in sports, in the sports world, okay. the Los Angeles team, because I don't know which one, beat the Chicago team in the World Series. Okay. And Jack Nicholas won the U.S. Amateur Golf Championship. Hmm. In arts and entertainment. The movie uh, Ben-Hur was released. Oh. Yeah. You know what's crazy? Hmm. I've seen part of that movie. Really? That doesn't make... That, that's very out of my realm. You Ben-Hur before? Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Every time I hear that, I think of just like... Ben-Hur before? I've uh, been here. Ben-Hur. Uh, I feel like that's... I feel like that's pretty good. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give my reasoning. Um, with Fidel and Cuba, I was thinking mid-1900s. Okay. And then Hawaii and Alaska, I really feel like that's a 50s thing. Okay. Early 50s. So I'm going to say 1953. Okay. Not too bad. 1959. Oh, okay. So you're still a little un- bit later. Uh, under 10 years. You're okay. in the right decade. That's pretty solid. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with you that. You should feel good about yeah, that. Yeah, I feel good about that. I'm trying to think if there was something. I like. I, there's really not, I don't feel like anything... That. I feel like maybe some other type of entertainment thing might have helped me, um, but the, I don't know if yeah. really anything happened that year entertainment-wise. Yeah. I mean, not, that's what I'm looking at right now. It's like 
songs mac the knife high hopes personality never heard of tv shows maverick rawhide fibber mcgee and molly um oh oh i should have read dennis the menace came out you know what i don't know if that would help me okay see no and that's about it i I stand by what i said yeah that's not bad you should feel good about that sweet um okay well we have done our segments and ready, now it's time. Ready to move into the meat. To of this move thing? into the meat. Let's so I got it. a question for you, Max. What you got? What you think about college football? I'm a fan. I enjoy Are you. I, I yes, I would say that that is. A, it's a more recent thing. Um, I didn't grow up. Uh, my parents didn't attend a large university, and so I didn't have that in my family bringing me up. And so okay. I feel like that's how usually people that are really into college football they get it. From a young age. And so I didn't grow up with this allegiance to a team. Sure. But I think the more that I watch football on TV, the more I'm excited by a college game than I am by an NFL game. Okay. And so I would say in that way, I am a fan. Yeah. What do you think about college football? I love it. Oh, I love it so much. How did you... how did you get into college football? What was your first experience with college sure. football? Where, yeah. where does where, what's the well, origin of that? So for you? those are kind of two different okay. stories. But my first experience of college football, I remember vividly waking up in two thousand and six. <laughs> vividly, <laughs> I do. Okay, and um, seeing on the news that morning that Texas had beaten USC in the national championship. And it was show, they were showing, you know, pictures of people outside in Austin, like who had just partied all night. They kept showing the that highlight of Vince Young. It was like 13 seconds left. He's on like the 20 or something. They're driving. He drops back, runs all the way out, and you know just gets into the into the pylon before um, the defender kind of tracks him down. Scores. They win. I just like I've, I have a very vivid memory of being like, oh, Texas, like that's cool. We're in Texas, right? Like, and before that, I didn't, you know, not a Texas Longhorns fan. Like, <clears throat> my my mom actually cheered at Texas Tech, mm-hmm. and so I did have some Tech um, allegiance, some, but like my my parents would watch college football. But like they they were never like if if tech was on we would root for tech but they weren't super big like college football people right so that's the first time like the first thing that I really remember about college football then the next memory I have is of Alabama beating Texas Colt McCoy got injured in that national championship game in 2010 and I remember watching Mark Ingram that year and really just watching him in that national championship game and being like, Oh, this dude is crazy good. And 2010 is probably when I started getting into college football. Okay. So that's really where it like started for me. Is that around the time when the reign of Alabama began? It was the, their first national championship. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that was Greg McElroy and Mark Ingram, I think. And then, I, I should have looked this up, but I mean, essentially, that was their first national championship win, not as a school, but like since since all like Bear Bryant in the whatever, you know, 70s, 80s, somewhere around there. So, okay. um, but yeah, I mean, since 2010, Alabama has won a national championship like pretty much once out of every like three years, I yeah, think. So it's, it's crazy. I think they have like seven um, and we'll get into this later, but I, I would be willing to bet 
a lot of money that they'll do it <laughs> this year. Yeah. But anyway, but I, I, yeah. So then in high school, um, I didn't really, I, I, I loved watching Alabama cause their running back room was always scary. Good. Right. From Mark Ingram. It was Mark Ingram and Trent Richardson. Mm-hmm. Trent Richardson was amazing. Still don't understand why he could Biffed not, in the league. could not make it in the, <clears throat> yeah. In the NFL. Um, then they had these guys, TJ Yeldon. They had uh, this massive dude, Bo Scarborough, who actually played for the Cowboys for a very short stint. Uh, Damian Harris, Najee, Najee Harris, I think as well. I think, yeah. Um, I mean, they just churn. I mean, they're it's Alabama. They're right. always churning out wide receivers, running backs, pretty much people at every position. But as a running back in high school, oh, I would watch Alabama right. and just, I mean, I could watch their highlights forever right um so that's kind of where i first got into college football and then in when i went to college i mean obviously i think we've already stated this before we both went to Collin college no football team transferred to the university of texas at, at dallas, dallas. <laughs> undefeated football undefeated team. football team because they've never played a game because they also don't have a football team um so I started dating my now wife when I was a sophomore who cheered all four years at TCU. So then I started going to TCU games and um so that was like 6 years ago now I think. So gosh, you're So old. I've been a I've been a fan of TCU. And that's really been the first team college team that like I feel like I've actually been like a a fan, a fan like I follow. I go to games. You buy the merch. I buy the merch. I listen to like podcasts about basketball and football and baseball and stuff and, and follow pretty closely. Um, and that's kind of my like current state of fandom is mm-hmm. that like I'm a Horn Frog fan, but I just love college football. Um, and we can kind of get into this. I think you've kind of experienced this too because you've been to some like A&M games mm-hmm. and there's just something about college football that's just different. Okay, so I, I have thoughts on that. Okay, hit it. But do you want to do you want to talk about my origin to call? You didn't ask me. Any well, I thought I you, you said that already. I sure didn't. Okay, well, yeah, I, I do. Asked you, I asked you first. I'd love to hear about that. So as as a young teen, as a baby Max, a baby Max, yeah, I don't remember what the circumstances were, but I don't, and I don't know if this still happens, but it seemed like it was a big deal. SMU played Army. Is that a, is that a thing that happens regularly? It seemed like a really um, big deal. Like it was a once a once a year thing. Are you sure it was SMU? I went to SMU to watch them play Army. Yes. Okay. Um, man, I I want to say they they may be in the same conference, but I could be wrong. I'm I'm not sure, but I went to that game, um, and it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was a. I mean, everybody's just party on campus. It, it's a different atmosphere mm-hmm. but i remember vividly hugging army's mascot and that was pretty cool he was just out there walking around really yeah so that was my introduction to college football and then um, as the years kind of went on i wanted to go to a&m so i went down to a couple a&m games right, right. Um, had friends that went there so i went to games there obviously when you were dating Lindsay um at tcu i went to games with you and right. so but i think in high school you would I wouldn't I wasn't really into college football, but mm-hmm. we would always watch the championship game. Yeah. And then living together that you're glued to the couch on Saturdays, so I would join you. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the current status right. as well. Were you at the two thousand and ten SMU Army game? 
That's probably exactly when it was. Yeah. Army won 16 to 14. I think so, yeah. yeah. Is that the last time they played? Yeah, they're not in the same conference. And I knew that. I just don't know why I said that. Because Army, like, they, all of those, uh, like, armed forces teams, I don't feel like are. It seemed like a big deal. I mean. I don't, but I don't know. It was December 30th. It was, it was a bowl game. That might not have been it. No, because I was a young, I don't remember. Whatever it was. It, it was at home. So it was at Ford Stadium for SMU. So it, it probably was like the heart of Dallas Bowl or something like that, okay. that SMU played in at home, which is probably why it was such a big deal. That makes more sense. So for someone to like make, it, I mean, it would be like, because every year uh, the heart, or not the heart, the Armed Forces Bowl is at Amon G. Carter Stadium. And so it would be like TCU making uh, the okay. Armed Forces Bowl and getting to play at home for the bowl game. Gotcha. Like, that would be cool. So that's probably what happened. So and I don't remember how I ended up there. I don't remember why I was there. I remember who I was there with. But I just remember being at SNU and, and watching that and hugging, hugging Army. That's cool. Yeah, that's pretty fun. Um, Do you want to get into... Well, you were going to say something about uh, why, why Col- yeah, why you feel like there's like a different atmosphere. So part of it is just because it's a younger crowd. For sure. You're going to get the draw of the university. But I think it is, it's more fun because it's more accessible. Okay. What do you mean? An NFL game is way more expensive. I've never been to a regular season Cowboys game. Me neither. Tickets are three hundred dollars. It's ridiculous. Well, they might not be that expensive, but they're but parking, they're expensive. Food, parking, food. The whole experience is way more expensive. Yes. Yeah. And so I think a college game is more accessible. You have and and no, I'm not going to say it like that. Um, the people that are there are there to have fun, right? And it's just a better atmosphere. So you mentioned the the youth. I think something that college has going for it pretty much no other like organization does is that it's constantly essentially like refreshing their fan base. So every year you have a new freshman class Mm -hmm. that is on campus excited for their school, excited to be a part of the game day, like tradition thing. Right. So every, whereas like with sports teams, like, like NFL or whatever pro sports teams, their fans are excited and it's like still, you know, and you're getting new fans and things, but it's not the same as like these kids who are here in this stadium, like a quarter of them just showed up to campus excited for these like next four years of their right. their team and, and stuff like that. And yeah, I feel like that just provides a different kind of excitement and mm-hmm. atmosphere at a college football game. So. I also think. Or do we want to dive into this topic in general? What in what way? Just just the why it's different. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think another thing. I find NFL uniforms and colors so boring. Well, they are. And college does this. And I, I just it feels more colorful there, which right off the bat just makes me more excited. I feel like for sure. And I like. Teams like Oregon paving the way for having oh, 19 different uniforms. I just think that's so cool. Well, it is. It's very fun. TCU does a does a similar thing. They've yeah. done it more recently. I just, I, I, I like the color. Well, it's, it's super cool. Yeah. They do a way better job in college than they do, uh, which, which we might, might touch on a little bit later because I do think college kind of, they kind of have to sell 
right? Right. Like, like everybody's goal is to get to the NFL. Mm-hmm. And once you're there, you are at the whim of, of owners and managers. Mm-hmm. In college, there's recruiting. Right. You got to gotta keep that brand alive. Right. And so, <clears throat> but anyway, I did want to ask you, what are like, you, you didn't really mention this. I kind of talked a little bit about some of the memories that I have with college football more from when I was young, but do you have some kind of in the last uh, few years, like any specific college football memories or moments that you were like, Oh, this is crazy. Like, so I remember the TCU Baylor game we were at yeah. where they went into, was it triple, it was triple over time? We were in the end zone. Yeah. And so they're, they're just battling right there in front of us. I remember that. That was really crazy. I also remember on a similar note, watching the A&M LSU game, which went into like nine over seven, I think. Yeah. Um, and I, I remember uh, one of my friends was supposed to be at that game, but thought it was going to be a blowout, so he sold his ticket. Woof! And then ended up not going to <laughs> one of the craziest games he could have gone to. That is insane. Yeah, the the Baylor game. So that would have been two, it's three, years three ago. years ago. Yeah. It was at home. It went into triple overtime. Baylor ended up winning. It was like that was probably the most intense of a sports atmosphere that I've ever been in. But one of my favorite memories was this past year, TCU had just fired Gary Patterson. Mm-hmm. He had coached there for 20 years. It's the first game without him. Um, their starting quarterback, Max Duggan, was injured. So they're starting a backup quarterback right. in the first game without Gary Patterson. They're playing Baylor, who at the time was – the leader up, of the there, Big yeah. 12 Conference and ended up winning the Big 12 Conference last year oh, and could right. have gone to the playoff, except for Chandler Morris had about 530 total yards. I forgot about that. And game. just absolutely torched Baylor and, and won. And everybody stormed the field, and it was, it, was, it was one of the most fun like game day atmospheres that I've ever been around. I also remember watching in 2016... On TV, um, it was TCU versus Oregon in the Alamo Bowl. Mm-hmm. And at halftime, TCU was down. They were down by 31. And it may have even been 31 to 0. Oh, gosh. And I think, I think it was the momentum, man. They ended up winning in overtime and like tying like the one of the biggest comebacks like ever. Oh. That's cool. So that was crazy. I got to go to a bowl game one time in 2018. I got to go see TCU versus Stanford in the Alamo Bowl, which was just a lot of fun. That's cool. It was a cool environment. So I'm trying to think of any other like crazy moments in college football that I was watching. I watched A&M beat Bama. Was that last oh year? Oh, my gosh. That was wild. That may be the best like field storm that I've ever seen. Oh. There were two stormings of the field that day. Don't we know somebody that stormed the field? I know somebody that stormed the field at OU and then drove down to A&M and watched that game and stormed the field there. Was That wouldn't have been the same day as the, the Red, Red River rival, Texas and OU? Right? I think it was. I feel like A&M and Bama play later in the season. I can't remember, but I know somebody that stormed the field at one point and then drove and went to the next in game. The, in the same day? In the same day and stormed storm the field two times in one day. That's crazy. It's crazy. Dang. I don't yeah. remember who it was, but I know about it. That that one was huge. 
I'm trying to think of another. Uh, Michigan last year beating Ohio State in the snow. Michigan hadn't beat Ohio State in like six or seven years or something like that. Maybe even longer. That Kenny was Pickett huge. with the fake slide. Kenny Pickett with the fake slide last year. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, Not cool. No. They ended up banning that for like like later that day for good reason. They were like, "Yeah, you, yeah, you can't do that, man. That's not that is not okay." Um, it was dope when it happened. It was it was pretty cool. I mean, you know, you talk about some like electrifying college football athletes. You remember the Johnny Manziel days? I don't know if I was really watching football back in those days, but I I do remember hearing about it. I just uh-huh. don't think I was really watching it on TV. Right? Yeah, he was crazy. Yeah, RG three. RG3, At Baylor, yeah. unbelievable. I mean, he was. Those were both Heisman winners. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I'm trying to think about who else in the last few years. Hmm. I mean, I did get a chance to see uh, Kyler Murray play. I saw him at OU. Mm-hmm, when he was at OU, when he played TCU, I saw that game was and that, just watching. Was that I mean, we got blasted, right. but well, from him, <clears throat> electric from him, it was, yeah. and that was that was the thing. It was like going into that game, it was like that was the year they made the playoff. It's like the second year in a row that they made the playoff, and he it, it was just so good. I mean, so fast, great passer. I mean, he's still doing really well in quick little chip in the up. league, quick little guy. But just watching him in person was crazy. Yeah. Baker Mayfield was really good. At OU, I did get to see in Norman TCU versus Oklahoma in 2018, same year as the Alamo Bowl when they when they were both in the top ten. It was like number four versus number nine or something really, like that. That really cold game you went to? Uh, it wasn't. No, that was in 2019. Okay. So this must have been 2017, actually. All those years getting. Excited. I know, but where are we at on time? Probably pretty deep. 42. 42. Okay, we got to not necessarily pick it up, but we're not bad. Yeah. Um, But anyway, uh, that was wild. Like, top 10 matchup in Norman at night was that was the that was a Baker Mayfield year. TCU also got torched that night. Um, Well, that's something you come to know and love. I know. Um, It's going to be different. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's talk about this year. Okay. So, so there's a lot going on in college football right now. Right. Um, bring me up. Bring me up to speed. I'm kay. not. I'm not in the know. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna give this. you the like five minute or less rundown of like what's going on in college football. Because right there's, there's some there's some mumbo jumbo going on. I know, I know at a, at a broad glance we've got some SEC mumbo jumbo sure. going on. Alignment. Yeah. Big Ten. Big Twelve. Sure. It's not the Big Twelve. Big Twelve, and Big Twelve, and Big Ten. There's those are two separate conferences. That's confusing. Yeah, but well, what's really confusing, confusing is the Big Ten has like fourteen teams, and, and one the Big has, Twelve has nine or ten. Yeah, yeah, that's nine. No, I, oh, okay. that's how they play. Yeah, that wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, it's not. It's you ten. Have an odd number. Um, right? I mean, no, you could, but it, then you wouldn't ma- have the matchups properly, right? Uh, no, matter? you would just play everybody. But then somebody gets left out. No. If you know, I know. <laughs> okay, so so there's two things. Number one is name, image, and likeness. That's true. Do you recall the Johnny Menzel deal where he got in a lot of trouble because he was profiting off signing autographs? Okay, I didn't know. I knew that there was something going on with that. I didn't. I didn't know the specifics. Okay, gotcha. 
So that's a tale as old as time. Okay. This is the cycle of college football. And Who is he signing these autographs for? Who is paying him? I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember if it was like, oh, he's just like after games, like people see him and they're like, dude, I'll pay you a hundred bucks to sign this. Like, I don't know if it was like that or if it was like he was working with a company or something. Okay. But that kind of thing has been going on for a long time. And for a really long time, people have always kind of debated this question, you know, college athletics and specifically your larger sports, football, basketball, those kinds of things Mm -hmm. are bringing in unbelievable buku bucks money to your university yeah and your athletes don't get that money outside of like scholarship right right so the education which is priceless right that's a beautiful sentiment um so what has happened is the ncaa has now made it legal and all good for you as an athlete to profit off your name Image and likeness. Who paved the way for that? I feel like I heard somebody talk about how like they were the one who really got the NCAA to change their mind on that. Like a student? Like an athlete? Some type of person, yeah. Well, probably a person. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's... People always debated... Like, So this same thing happened with Reggie Bush when he was at USC. He got the Heisman. Similar thing as the whole Johnny Manziel thing. But he got his Heisman like stripped away or something like oh, that. Stripped away. Stripped away. So anyway... It's it, these, I mean, it's been a debate forever. Right. And everybody knew that stuff was going on. Right. Back, you know, back door, back well, channel type stuff. I also feel like most people were like, yeah, just pay them. Right. Especially when, like, the NCAA games were big. Right. They're they're in there. Right. Were they changing their names? They didn't have names. There were no names? They were nameless. But it was the same number, right? Yes. Is that part of the name image? That would be likeness? image. Image, yes. yeah. Yeah. So, Did it look like them? I don't think so. I can't remember. I don't think Are so. Are those back? Are those coming back? There's a new one coming out next okay. year. So that's part of this deal. Is the NIL, whole, the whole thing, it's making it able for like a new NCAA football game where you actually get to play with the people like you do in Madden. Right. So it's kind of a big deal. I wonder if that game would be really good compared to where Madden's going. They I don't said want to talk about they Madden. were going to use the Madden engine because it's an EA game. Right. But like make adjustments. So okay. it'll probably be similar. Mm. But so all that to say, there is an unbelievable thing going on right now where you have the opportunity. So, so the way that this is working is the university is partnering with boosters and alumni from their universities, most of which have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Typically, they're you know proficient in business, whatever. So, oh, okay, I'm I just went to the University of uh, Arkansas, and I'm a and I'm I'm an uh, alumni of this university. I own this car dealership. So now, this kid shows up to campus. He's a highly rated recruit. I'm going to tell him, hey, man, uh, if you come to the University of Arkansas and play football, what I can do, I'll throw a, I'll throw a new Ram truck your way. Oh. And you'll be the face of Ram. And that's, you know, that that's kind of stuff is happening. That's crazy. Now, this is where it gets even crazier. The NCAA, and you may have heard about the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. So there used to be rules about, like, if you transfer to a different university, you have to sit out a year. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was essentially like a penalty for transferring. It kind of sucks. Right. So they've done away with that. Okay. And actually, recently, the NCAA has cleared it 
you can transfer twice. So what's happening? You can so so essentially someone oh. someone like today, right? Even though the season is starting tomorrow, this wouldn't make much sense. But or this week, someone could be like, "Oh, I didn't win the starting quarterback job." Well, I'm transferring, and maybe during this season, I'll win this transfer job. So so let me ask you a question, Max. If you have the ability to transfer wherever you want to go and you're able to profit, what is your decision going to be based off? Who's going to give me the, the best stuff? We have free agency in college football right now. Wow. So people are, it's insane what's going on with recruiting and with transfer, like the, the whole transfer portal thing. It is unbelievable. Does, These 18-year-old, 17-year-old kids are getting approached in their recruiting Making millions of dollars. Does that widen the field? So, like, <clears throat> right now you have you have you have Bama and some other top teams. We'll talk about sure. it. But like, if you're a running back, you want to go to Bama. Does what's happening right now help? Say another team that's in the SEC and A and M in Arkansas. Does that help them get more talent? Because while right. you go here, where there's notoriety for being a great running back school. Right. We'll pay some money for you to come here. So there's kind of two things that could happen. Or you could steal one of Alabama's running backs. So yes and no. Okay. What happened a lot this year is that some of these schools that are still big names but maybe haven't recruited quite as well or performed quite as well Mm -hmm. have had better, have done a lot better in the transfer portal and in recruiting. Texas and A&M have recruited like crazy uh-huh. this year. But that's because they're like a Notre powerful Dame? universities. Right. Um, Notre Dame, like you also have these schools that kind of always do well. Uh-huh. So like your Alabamas, your Ohio States, your Georgias, your Clemsons, your Notre Dames, your Texas, your OUs, your USCs, like these are your like People are going to want to go there because the, the name is there. And USC, Texas, right? Like these are these are teams that in the last five years have been really kind of bad. Mid. But because they have this history and they're a powerful university in terms of name and brand and donor ability, money coming through the university, they're always gonna recruit well. They're always gonna, you know, do pretty well. Right. But yeah, so like Texas this this year. Did really well recruiting and really well in the transfer portal. They ended they they pulled a few people from Alabama to come to Texas. Um, now some things have happened in the last couple of weeks, but um, but yes. So in that sense, yes. In another sense, it's almost like the whole rich getting richer type thing, right? Because really, it's going to be these more powerful universities. They're still going to have. You know, I always tell people, if you're a recruit and your goal is to get to the NFL, if you're Alabama, your resume, I said that weird. <laughs> I was going to let Both of y'all's <laughs> eyes were like, <laughs> um, your resume is like, hey, you're going to come here. If you're really good, you're going to come here for three years. You're going to start as a freshman. You got to play through your junior year. You're going to leave, right? Mm-hmm. But in those three years, it's pretty likely that you'll go to the national championship three times. Yeah. You're probably going to win two out of those three. And you're going to the NFL. 
So, so if that's your deal, then they're like, yes, I'm going to go. What are, what's, what's the ratio of people that play in college but don't go to the NFL? Uh, most. <clears throat> so like I'm, I'm, most, by, by far, most college athletes don't even sniff the NFL. But I'm, I'm guessing, I, I was just trying to think of like, could you go and try to get paid in college and be like, I don't want to be able to play anymore. So, so the, the idea and kind of the like, because this is where NIL is great. Uh-huh. Because most of these athletes, and, and the reality is, even if you go to the NFL, the majority of, of those players, their world, it's, it's not, um, not going to be like a... A Patrick Mahomes. Right. Or, I mean, I'm trying to even think, like a Baker Mayfield like a Baker even, Mayfield. or a Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. You go first overall, you, you step into a starting role, and you roll, right. right? Like most of these guys are getting drafted in, you know fifth to seventh round or going undrafted signing and they're bouncing around on practice squads. Right. And, and that's their, and you know, they make money, but they're not making, you know, if you get, if you're a top five pick, your signing bonus is like a hundred million dollars or something like that. So So it's stupid that the difference is crazy. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, you know, Johnny Manziel is the perfect candidate for this. Like he's the face for this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. He did not, I mean, his NFL career was like two or three years. By his own fault. Right. He was a jabroni. But had he been in this era of college football where he's a Heisman and he's, he's making money the whole entirety of his football career, he would have been set up better. Now, obviously, he's not a great... Um, yeah, he would have lost the sponsorships anyway. I, I hear what you're saying, though. It does make sense. For a for a general person, where this is the you know let's even let's take injuries as an example. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a prospect. You're going into the draft. Let's say you know you've played three years. Now you can make some some money playing those three years. What if you get into the NFL and your first year you have a career ending injury? Uh, a Joey Burrow, not career. Not career right, ending, but, but he did get injured. Right. Yeah. Well, he. What if he didn't bounce back? Right. 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 So, but that's that's a real thing. So in that sense, yeah, it's like it makes a lot of sense. It's just, it's just completely changed college football. So now what we had this past year, over the off season, and I do want to kind of get into because I think it's I think what we're gonna see, for the rest of college football, forever unless some serious changes are made is literally the second the season ends, it's going to be free agency. You're going to start seeing, oh, I didn't get playing time this year. Oh, whatever. I'm going in the portal. And then, so so essentially, I think the days of like, oh, these guys have been playing together for three years, and now we're getting the top of this development cycle, you know, and you get a team like, Cincinnati, mm-hmm. who made the playoff last year. Now it's a different example because they're joining the Big Twelve, but but people will just they'll just leave and go in the portal and and, and shop around. I think it's going to make worse football, right? Because you, you don't need, get continuity. Yeah, you well, you need to work together, like right? Yeah, right. So so it's it literally is changing everything. It's wild, interesting. So so then there's that, and then I'll briefly touch on this, and then we'll move on because this is not as fun at all. But there's some serious conference realignment going mm-hmm. on. So in the Power Five, the top five conferences, you have the Big 12, the Pac-12, the Big 10, the SEC, and the ACC. Mm-hmm. 
And Cody talked about this on the baseball podcast. It's it really all boils down to how much money everybody mo- can make. It's a money thing. And do you remember what he said about how everyone can make the most money? It's it's a it's TV deals. TV deals. Yeah. So essentially, right now, a bunch of like I think the Pac-12 and the Big 12, or no, the Big 10, they're negotiating their like next seven years of like TV deals mm-hmm. and sponsorships, and the numbers are actually in the billions. Like it's unbelievable. Because if you think about it, if you're CBS or you're ESPN, Ooh. how are you going to for sure lock in the most viewership possible? Wow. College football. Yeah. More well, than anything. For sure. So you're throwing the bag at these uh, conferences. So then if you are a UCLA or a USC and you live on the West Coast, no one watches your games. They have this joke in ESPN, oh. Pac-12 After Dark. That's because literally games start, if you live in the central time zone, the 7 o'clock game starts at 9 it's here. Nine. Yeah. It starts at 11 on the East Coast. You can't watch it. So, That's so bad people math. don't, what do you mean? It's just, there's just one hour from central. To oh, East sorry. Game. Thank you. Um, yeah, it, it never made sense to me. Still, 10 o'clock kickoff. It's, it's still way it's too It's crazy. Late. Yeah. So 10.30 actually. So, so, so you have um, USC, did I get it wrong again? I don't know why you, you said... Well, because 7.30 is usually when they kick off, I think. Oh, you never... Oh, okay. You so, never said the sorry, 30, so bad. you just decided to... Right. The next yeah, yeah, my bad. Should have clarified. <laughs> kick off at 7.30, so 10.30. Um, anyway, so you got like these big brands. You, you see USC, UCLA, all these teams from the West Coast. Mm-hmm. If they want more viewership, they're going to jump ship. So the Big Ten starts grasping after these people. Hey, you come here. Well, same thing happened with OU and Texas going to the SEC. More less about the money, more about these are big brands. They want to be the SEC is like it's known as like they win Georgia, Alabama, right? Like right. you've got your last LSU, you've got your last three national champions right, right there, all in the SEC. Um, anyway, so you've got conference realignment, which is in it, it actually changes a ton. I didn't. It's not fun to talk about, but it really completely changes the landscape. So when when the Big Twelve, for example. You lose Texas and OU. Now you're at eight teams. So what they ended up doing is they went after um, UCF, Cincinnati, Mm -hmm. BYU, and Houston. And so now, starting in 2024, probably, if that's when everyone ends up shifting, the Big 12 will actually be at 12 teams. And they're bringing up teams that have either been independent or in a group of five, so a lower conference. Gotcha. So, and that's kind of what's going on is when some, when somebody shifts and leaves a conference, then that conference has to kind of be like, Whoa, what do we do? Right? So there was, there was talk about the PAC 12, like disintegrating because, um, if USC and UCLA leave the PAC 12, then your only good teams left are Oregon and like Washington. Right. So then they were like, well, maybe we'll go to the big 12 or the big 10 or whatever. And then you'd be left with this, you know disintegrated conference right so then they have to decide do we go after some smaller teams to join our conference or do we just disintegrate and let everyone divide and you know what i mean when that kind of thing happens is there any talk about like the teams that move to a conference being able to compete with the other teams that conference because i i think i view conferences in like a 6a 5a 4a type thing and that might not be what it is but i just i at texas's current state i don't see them being able to compete well so that's the thing is people are literally like hey 
I just had a weird throat noise. That was weird. Um, I heard it. Hey, you have sucked for like a long time now. Right. They had their one, the one year with Sam Ellinger where they won like the Sugar Bowl or something like mm-hmm. that. Aside from that, I don't think Texas has been good since like 2012, the, the somewhere McCoy around days. there. Yeah, maybe a little bit after that. How are they going to be good right. in the SEC? And and this may be a hot take. I don't think it is. I, I think they're going to get just trashed. Yeah. I mean, so we're going to... I just do Besides the money, what do they have to gain from doing that? Maybe, so maybe you're it in helps the with the recruiting. It helps with recruiting. Okay. Um, yeah, I think when when what you used to be able to say at Texas is, you know, if you were coming to Texas anywhere in the 90s or, I mean, pretty much up until 2010, is you could say, hey, if you come to Texas, you're going to play the best. You're going to compete against the best. It's going to be good on good the whole time. You're mm-hmm. going to compete for national championships. And when you start losing and when you're in the big 12, who has kind of been an up and down conference, mm-hmm. um, I think guys are like, no, I'm not going to do that. Cause I want to go to the sec where like I'm competing for national championships. Right. So okay. now when they're here, if Texas happens to have a good year in the sec and they can beat an A and M or an Alabama, it's like, they're going to, you know, they can make the playoff and go on a run right now. But you could argue Oklahoma's made the playoff like three times. They just have never been able to compete. Right. So, and I guess having the more money allows you to recruit better. It looks better. And so you're going to the possibility to build a program based off. You're of essentially that. now your spiel is like you're in the best conference. You have the best opportunity to like compete. And you also have the best opportunity to like make NIL money. Right. So like and you're in Texas, and you're, the best you're, state you're in, in Texas, you're at Texas, which right. is still, I mean, they've gotten, I think Arch Manning, number one recruit in mm-hmm. all of this next class com- committed bad colors. though. I don't like burnt orange. Yeah, I don't either. But so that's kind of what's going on. So where are we at on time now? Yeah, no. One hundred two. We, we did a lot in that yeah. last segment. What are the things you want to touch? Okay, on? Okay, here's what I want to touch on. I, I feel good about the one one to one fifteen. Okay, part. that's fine. I want to do a few things. So I want to talk about this year specifically. Just actually, I don't want to do that at all. That would take way too much time. Okay. So, and it, it is not going to matter. Here's what I want to do. You kind of touched on this year a little bit. Yeah. So it's it's essentially it's going to be insane because we're going to so many people have uh, transferred around and can transfer around. Yeah. Can you transfer mid season? Can you hit the transfer portal mid season? I think you can. I I can't ever remember because I feel like so many things that I listen to people keep talking about, oh, well, there should be a deadline. And no, now that I think that, I think there is a deadline. Okay. But I've heard people talking about a fear of a quarterback entering the portal if they don't win a starting job, which then makes me think you could do it at any time. Yeah. But that, it just wouldn't just, make sense. You got to relearn, a, you'd learn a whole new playbook. It would be and, like going through super days and then you don't win a starting position, so you leave the team. Yeah, that's weird. It's like you've already you've already put in... A the, month of work. But if they pay me more money at the other place, right. what's stopping me? I just think well, I think once you're out of recruiting mode, I don't. that's just not where programs are. They're not in that mode. Right. They're in well, there's that's what games we going on. Right. right that's now. what we hope. So, um, okay. Here's what I want to do. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm doing okay. this with some friends of mine. Okay. Um, I want each of us. I'm about to read the top 15. Okay. We can't pick any of these teams. Okay. We're each going to pick one team in all of college football, and it can be whatever you want to root for this year. Okay. And we can't pick the same one. We can't pick the same team. 
and uh, we're gonna do like a little check in with our team each week to see how they're how they're doing. Oh, okay. Okay, but it can't be this team. So this is solely for fun. Okay. Can't be Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, Notre Dame, A and M, Utah, Michigan, Oklahoma, Baylor, Oregon, Oklahoma State, North Carolina State. Uh, USC or Michigan State. So it can be Holly, you're up first. It can be <laughs> any team other than those fifteen. Are we gonna list the other teams? Do you want well, me to all how how about how about I just list the, the rest of the top twenty five? That'd be helpful. You can, yeah. Okay. Uh the rest of the top twenty five is Miami, Pitt, Wisconsin, Arkansas, Kentucky, Ole Miss, Wake Forest. Cincinnati, Houston, BYU. So let me just, a couple of teams that didn't get uh, a lot of votes, but they got some. Is Zach Wilson still at BYU? No, he's on the Jets. Oh, that's right. That's right. Tennessee, Texas, Iowa and Iowa State. You've got Penn State. You've got LSU. You've got Fresno State. You've got Minnesota. You've got UCF, Purdue, Mississippi State, Auburn, Florida, Florida State, Kansas State, North Carolina, these are just more teams. More teams you can pick from. Boise State, Air Force, um, South Carolina, UCLA, San Diego State, you Nebraska, Nebraska right now. Texas Tech, TCU. You've got... My question. Yes. This Go on. sounds so dumb. Do they all play each other? Mm-mm. No. They are in their, the conferences we were talking about. They play in conference. Are we trying to pick within the same conference? I think it would be fun to pick different in a different conference. Okay. okay. But you don't know the conference, so just pick one, and I'll tell you what conference is in, and we, we'll go from there. I know the team I want. Okay. Would I, you? Did you? I was going to pick Ole Miss. Okay. okay. That's a great pick. That's a really good pick. So Ole Miss did really well in the transfer portal this year. <laughs> so excited. And they, like, I'm, there's a few guys specifically. The number one running back in the transfer portal was actually at TCU. And left TCU, <laughs> and he's at Ole Miss. And they have this guy, Lane Kiffin, there who's crazy, but he's a really good offensive mind. Yeah. And I think, they'll, I think they're a sleeper this year. So that's a really good pick. Sleeper. <laughs> nice. But they're in the SEC, so you can't pick anyone in the SEC. And I was going to pick an SEC team, so I'm not going to be able to do that either. The, the first team that I thought of, I'm glad you, you called them out on the list of remaining in the top 25. Wake Forest. Oh, okay. Going for. I don't know anything about them. I know the name. Cool. Um, and I... I've, they have cool uniforms, I think. Yeah. They do a blackout. Maybe they do they? like a black and gold type gold thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. That's really the only thing I know about. Sick, dude. So you're Wake Forest. They're ACC. Okay. So we've got an SEC team and we have an ACC team. Okay. I'm going to pick Kansas State. You hate K-State. I don't hate K-State. Okay. K-State always plays TCU like really uncomfortably. It's always this dumb game that like is never clean mm-hmm. and they win a lot. Yeah. Um. They have a transfer quarterback from Nebraska, and they have this running back whose name is Deuce Vaughn. That's cool. And he's like five foot six, but he's so good. I know. He's literally like a little squirrel. (laughs) And he, I'm I'm sure he'd hate that. He's so, he's tiny and he's like a Darren Sproles. But I think they're super slept on this year. I think there's a few teams in the Big 12 that are overhyped this year. How How do you feel about Wake Forest? 
Uh, you didn't really say anything about them. I, to be honest with you, don't know anything about them. When I saw them at number twenty-two, You're I was surprised. like, interesting. Okay, I don't know anything about Wake Forest, so it could be a good pick. Okay, um, so K State, Wake Forest, and Old Miss. That'll be fun. Okay, I like that. That's good. Uh, I, I feel I feel pretty good about that. Um, I'm trying to think about anything. What were the other things we were supposed to talk about? I don't remember. You had the outline. I, I wish did. you had written the outline. I wish I would have read it. Read it on the um, Yeah, I'm trying to think. Well, I was going to kind of dive into the Big 12 because that's kind of where we primarily roll and talk more about that. And But I just don't think we have the time, okay. and, I, and I, that's fine. I just want to know um, your top three favorite teams, um, whether to watch, whether to, to root for, based off their colors, yeah. what, whatever it is. I'm, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to toss the same question over to you as well. Okay. Top three favorite teams? Yeah. So, or, or top three teams you you would say you're a fan of? I'm going to exclude TCU. No, I want you to put it oh, in Okay. There. Well, number one, TCU. Okay. Um, for sure. I am super excited about this season. Like I said earlier, Gary Patterson was the head coach there for like 20 plus years. The last three years, so, 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 so. Matt, just clearly he was, he did some interesting hiring things that were conflicting mm-hmm. and it was very clear that they had no direction and no identity as a team bringing in Sonny Dykes. Um, I think we're going to see a very explosive offense and a, an improvement at defense, which would be great because okay. the defense last year was atrocious and I'm really excited about it. Um, my second favorite team to root for or watch. That's a good question. Hmm. I like Oregon. Okay. Um, Oregon has always kind of had this like flashy style of football and obviously like with their uniforms. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up watching like Marcus Mariota at Oregon. Right. And LaMichael James and DeAnthony Thomas. They were always, Oregon was always putting like 60 points up with Chip Kelly's offense. Mm-hmm. So it was air raid. It was very fun. Um, I, I think Oregon has had a couple of years where they've been like okay to somewhat good. I think it's about time for them to kind of get back into the Jump national into conversation. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I'm trying to think of a another one. Let me think about somebody in the SEC. I really want you to steal mine. Oh, really? Well, I don't, I don't know if you will, but. Um, okay, this isn't the SEC, and it's kind of a lame pick, but I, I do like Clemson. Dang it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, Clemson is one of those teams. I think Dabo Sweeney, their head coach, Gosh, is like a really it. cool dude. Yeah, I know. That's and what I was going to say. he seems like a good, a, good, a good guy, and they've had some solid teams over the last five years or so, and even more than that, but uh, I'm really sorry. I feel like once you said that, in my mind, I was like, oh, who who, who could he be thinking of? And then it was Clemson. So. It, it is Clemson. I'm sorry. Um, it, it's fun to, to say Clemson because you really want to say Clump. You really want to throw that P in there. Clemson? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like Dabo Sweeney a lot. I think he's really cool. Um, he just seems like a good coach. I like when a coach yeah. is excited about what they do. Yeah. I don't like an angry coach. Sure. Um, and I also like their colors a lot. I have a Clemson... Um, sweatshirt. Do you? Because I like the pur- purple and orange. Yeah, shirt. it's cool. Um, I was going to say go Tigers, but that's not them. They're the... Well, they're the Tigers, too. Are they Tigers? Mm-hmm. Okay. But I was going to do it... You're going to do the LSU yeah, go Tigers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, th- I think up there as well, and mostly just because I've gone to their games and I've been part of the crowd, um, it'd be TCU and then A&M. Yeah. Um, 
I still really want to go to an A&M game. I've heard that Kyle Field and that atmosphere is just crazy. It's wild. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. That's on my go. that's on my list for sure. Okay. I've I've want to work my way into I've been to a game obviously at TCU, at SMU, at Tech, at Oklahoma, and this year I think we're going to go at uh Baylor. Okay. But I want to kind of work my way around the college football landscape. That's so. really cool. Do you have any you, you got a top 3? So, never have I ever watched a full college football game. That is unbelievable. Actually, that's not it's unbelievable. Not- a full one? She's seen bits and pieces okay. of one. <laughs> You've seen some college football. Yeah. Um. You can talk a little bit louder. You do know that, right? You don't have to be close to the mic. You oh, just talk God. louder. I like UT. Okay. Mainly because of Matt McConaughey. Okay. Oh, fair enough. But I feel like... Somebody they, had to say it. That's a fine reason. That's fine, yeah. They, they seem to have a cool, like... They got a vibe. They yeah. got a thing going on. It's Austin. Um... Bevo, all that, all that jazz. Thing. I was thinking Oregon as well. Cool. Only okay. because I can mainly remember their uniforms. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why they do that a little bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They were seriously like paving, paving a, a road there yeah. for they got sure. The, they got the wings on their shoulders, Great. the silver helmets. They have the Nike connection. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nike combat. Mm-hmm. What else? Um, the only other one that I can think of like... Not that I even like looked into or was like into this team, but Alabama, just because mm-hmm. I remember they're winners. When, and didn't they play? Wasn't there a big like rivalry game between them and some other team like a couple years ago that went like they went to the end and it was like well, a big deal. This past year they played Auburn, so Auburn is in uh, Alabama, Alabama mm-hmm. really close to uh, University of Alabama, and Alabama was undefeated this year. Auburn had had like a really bad year, but this past year they, I think it went to like double or triple overtime and Auburn almost beat them, but Alabama ended up winning. But yeah, so, and that they call that the Iron Bowl, which is pretty cool. So that is probably that. So something to keep uh, in mind, Texas and Alabama play in week two this year. Oh, yeah. Alabama or Texas? At Texas. So put me down for Texas getting beat by like 35. (laughs) Might be more. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's all pick who we think is going to win the, the Natty this year. Let me read your top four. Okay. <laughs> Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, and Clemson. So Alabama and Georgia played each other last year. Alabama lost. Georgia won. You've got... Yeah, I think that's what I remember. For some oh, that's probably what it was. Probably they played each that. other in the SEC championship and then again in the uh, national championship. Before we do this, mm-hmm. I want you to name a team that you have there and their the biggest asset that they're returning this year on each of those teams, on each of those teams, Alabama is returning their starting quarterback who won the Heisman last year. Okay. And a, a literal, his name is Will Anderson jr. He's a outside linebacker, defensive end. He could win the Heisman this year as a defensive defensive player. Wow. So they're Alabama. I would, I said it earlier. I'd say it again. Anytime Alabama loses a national championship, they go on to win. Okay. Almost always. They're also returning, obviously Nick Saban, but both of their coordinators Oh wow! and Bill O'Brien, their offensive coordinator coached the Houston Texans for like 10 years. So I, I think it's a lock to say that Alabama is favored to win. Okay. Ohio state is returning their quarterback, CJ Stroud, who is also in contention to win the Heisman and Jackson Smith and Jigba. 
their wide receiver from Rockwell, Texas, who will 100% be the first wide receiver drafted in the draft this year. Facts. Georgia is returning their quarterback, Stetson Bennett, and oh, I like. I think maybe a running back. Okay. Uh, Any key players on defense? So Georgia, a key thing about their defense, one of the best defenses ever last year, lost a lot to the draft. So could be a little bit uh, okay. different. And then Clemson had a little bit of a down year last year. Well, they lost Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And then they, I believe they had some quarterback trouble kind of okay. going back and forth between some guys last year, but they are, um, yeah, they're, they're returning a quarterback and some offensive weapons and Clemson just always has good defense. Yeah. So, and then your first two out right now are Notre Dame and A&M. So, a&M's number six right now, something really? to keep your eye on. If A&M could somehow beat Alabama again this year, they they might be there. Wow. So, so those are your kind of your top six. I, I want to do a hot take for funsies' sake, but I, I really do think it's going to be Bama. Yeah. I, I, I do like Georgia, though. Oh, I like Georgia. I was rooting for Georgia all last year just because I wanted them, I wanted to, them to, to beat Alabama. Yeah. yeah. I think it's going to be Alabama this year. Um, Notre Dame is always ranked too high. I would like Clemson to do something. Notre Dame is ranked too high always, all the time. Always. What what is that? So they Do we have enough time for that? Yeah, so in short, they're independent. Oh. They are not in a conference. And they jumped into the ACC for the COVID year, which is weird, but they're not in a conference. So they schedule whoever they want. And they always schedule a few hard games. But mostly it's easy teams. But it's easy to, to not play like in, in the SEC. And so you end up with an 11-1 and record or whatever every year, 10-2. and two, and I wish we would have had more time to talk about the, the playoff. Do we have enough time to talk about the playoff? Because the playoff... You mean like without expansion and all that? Well, it doesn't make any sense to me how you really get into the college football playoffs. So here's... So, so there's no rules, essentially. Most of the time, it's, it's this idea of like the eye test. So, for example, this past year, mm-hmm. you had Cincinnati. They were undefeated, but they're right. a group of five team. They're not even in the Power Five. Right. But they had beaten some, some difficult teams. So an undefeated Cincinnati got into the fourth spot of the playoff, where, whereas like a, I'm trying to think about who didn't make it. I think a one-loss... Or like a two-loss Baylor didn't make it. Right. Um, a two-loss A&M didn't make it. But, so then people and, start and, getting and into this. And you're confused because like it's a two-loss A&M that beat Bama. Right. So that's where people, then the argument is always going. Okay, so you've got the resume, but would a two, would a undefeated Cincinnati really beat a two-loss A&M? Right? That's where people start getting like. Well, and is there room to expand and I think it's what you said, expansion. Right. Make it 18. An that, 18 play. that is the every year from late October through the new year, everyone is talking about. Why don't we do 18? Why don't we do a 10 team and the first two get, you know, a buy or whatever right. the numbers are? However that works. But, and, and I think, so you have two sides. Most people are like, yes, that would be great. Why don't we do that? The other two people are like, okay, well, then bowl season doesn't matter. And it used to be that if you were ranked one and two at the end of the year, you made the national championship game. Mm-hmm. Everybody else made bowl games. And that was huge, and it's exciting, and you were excited to be in whatever bowl game. Well, now 
now that there are four teams that go to the playoff, people feel as though the bowl season doesn't matter as much. I feel like it doesn't matter that much. Well, and you're starting to see these players, if they're not making the playoff and they know they're going to go to the draft, they're like, I'm not playing in this bowl game. Right. You know, it's like I'm playing in the Liberty Bowl in Georgia. No, like I'm going to go to the draft. Right. So it's it is less valuable in Mm -hmm. a sense. And so people are worried that if you expand the playoff, that is only going to make it more more of that. I hear that. But then every year that fifth and sixth team is always like we could have been in. And and sometimes you're like. Probably should have been. And I I think I've told this story before, but the first year of the college football playoff, heading into the last week, TCU was ranked number three. They beat it was West Virginia or Iowa State, handled Iowa State mm-hmm. like fifty six, fifty five to seven or something. Get they they get jumped in the rankings by Ohio State, who was ended up being number four. Ohio State ends up beating uh, Oregon and Alabama and winning the national championship. TCU ends up being the fifth, the first team out, fifth ranked, and they beat Ole Miss in the Peach Bowl. Beat them like fifty nine to three. I mean, it was stupid, yeah. something like ridiculous like that, right? So, it, but that that's what you have every time. It's like that fifth and sixth team is almost always really good. Mm-hmm. They're just always there's always going to be the first team out, right? right. So anyway. So, yeah, those are some of my thoughts on college football. I, I liked that. That was good. I'll say this. That, that makes me excited. More I am excited so for, excited. Yeah. This year will be really weird. There's been a lot of coaching changes. Mm-hmm. There have been a lot of transfers. A lot of teams are starting like a new quarterback or, you know, things like that, especially in the Big 12. I think, I think your top four or five is kind of going to be that way most of the year. Mm-hmm. But I think outside of that, there's going to be, be a lot of weirdness in college football. And I think it's going to be really fun and, and, and very exciting. So I'm going to go to a few games. We're going to go to TCU SMU in Dallas. At SMU. At SMU. Sunny, Sunny Dykes, Dykes. Back in the building. Woo, did you get cool. your It's Always Sunny in Fort Worth shirt? I did not. I got the. I, I got mine. I got the. Um, oh, you got the. What was it? I can't Funky remember. Town something? I don't know. No, something but. about um, Consider Yourself Horn. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's good. So pretty pumped about it. Um, be fun. Anything else you'd like to say as we wrap? I don't think so. Um, go frogs, baby. Go frogs. Holly, any any final any final words? thoughts? I found it very intriguing. Good. It made me interested to watch college. Football. Will you watch a whole game? Yeah. Okay. I think last year I got more into football with like watching like NFL. Like I think I think all of football was more entertaining last year, especially in the playoffs. Of the NFL, oh my gosh, the NFL playoffs last year were right. unbelievable. But I, I, I think football uh, brought, brought the world to back to a little bit more normal after COVID. I yeah. think that was integral to integral coming back integral to, integral. Yeah, integral <laughs> is really yeah. How do you say somebody? I I'm pretty sure I know how you say it. this. Is, this is, doesn't really matter. But somebody who uh, practices law, what? How do you say that? Is it <laughs> a lawyer? Yeah, lawyer. It's supposed to be a lawyer. I've heard somebody say lawyer. Before. It's like when people name their kid Sawyer, and some people are like, "Hey, Sawyer," and you're like, "God, that sounds weird." Wait, so is it lawyer or lawyer? I think it's lawyer. It's it's you should say it like L O Y E R, like lawyer. I don't know about that. 
put it in the comments. Also, what you think? Give us some uh, some hot takes or bold predictions for the college football season yes. in the comments. Yeah, let us know who you're rooting for. Let us know if you're um, yeah if you got a hot take. Let us know who your vote for national championship winner is. So, Cody, I'm really excited to hear what you have to say about this. Yeah, episode. I've got a, quite a few that I'm looking forward to. Uh, TCU kicks off against Colorado, 7 p.m. on Friday night. You'll be watching. I'll I will be watching. So Very good. I'm excited. Very good. Well, all right. That's been what you think. And uh, we'll see you next week for the season finale, I believe. That's right. This is episode nine, so that'll be ten. I'm out of town this weekend. It's Labor Day. Oh, that's right. Well, we'll do another another off week. We've been really, <laughs> really trudging through. We the might end as of well season. just make this the season finale. What do we do? We'll, oh, just, we'll just open it up in a couple weeks. End it at nine. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. This has been this, season this two. This has been the season finale. This has been season two. And uh, we're excited we for We stepped it up three. in season we two. We really did. There's been a lot of improvements. Made a, made a new hire. Um, maybe we'll come back with some sponsorships next. There's no, next no way. No chance. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. Okay. All right. Good deal. Yeah. All righty. Well, see you next season. Sounds good. Adios.